visiting with our Shop of the Week, Senior Defensive End Bobby Duncombe. And, you know, Bobby, it's, it's really interesting to see your perspective because we have all these high-profile guys to point to on the defensive line. You know, there was David Neal and Braden Cassidy and Trellis Collins and all mm-hmm. these guys that played at such a high level and being a part of a defense last year that was really just one of the best that's ever played at the school. And you start looking, you know, before the season starts. Bobby Duncombe's back, and that's you know, pretty much it. But the dominance of your defensive line under your leadership and kind of carrying that torch for those guys, it has to be pretty satisfying with the, with the way that you're playing, especially with mm-hmm. the guys that have come up behind those guys. What has this year been like, you know, gelling with those guys? It's been pretty fun playing with these guys. I mean, they stepped up off a roll coming up, and then especially Austin, he came back from an injury. He's been doing, I'm very proud of him, how he came back from that, and he's playing phenomenal right now. Nick Hogan, Taven Brown, Aiden Bray, those guys are playing very well right now, coming up from the JV. I think a lot of people are shocked that you guys are so good. In fact, I think you're even shocking some of your head coach, you know, mm-hmm. some of your coaches. You know, I know Todd Dodge is like, hey, I thought this was going to be, you know, really the the end of a really dominant defensive line play that we were going to maybe come back to the pack a little bit, and it's exactly the opposite because we talk about that with the defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Guys like Sage and and Leo and and really you start talking about guys that had played before them. It's really started to become a legacy position that mm-hmm. defensive line room, and it's really starting to take on a mind of its own. And I think that really starts with Coach Vasek. What have you learned from him trying to manage yourself and, and making sure that you're playing at the the highest level you can possibly play? He um, always is honest with us. He always suits us straight. I mean, he tells us when we're doing bad, tells us when we're doing good. It keeps our confidence level up. I mean, and he always tells us, like, it's nothing personal. It's just what you're doing. Does it help that he has that unique insight playing as a as a college player? Mm-hmm. You know, you have two guys helping you on the defensive line that sure. really played well in college uh-huh. in a conference that may not exist anymore, but at the time they were playing was one of the toughest conferences mm-hmm. in the nation. Does their playing experience ever make it into the conversation as, as how they are coaching you and why they're asking you to do what, what they want you to do? They played in college so they know what they're talking about. Get, get your pads down or else you're going to get blown back. And it's, it's happened before and they know what they're talking about for sure. How many tricks has Vasek told you about how to get around offensive line? I mean, I know there's a code, you know, with the offensive line, but at the end of the day, he's kind of violated that code a lot in his coaching career here and, and really teaching you the tricks of the trade. If you can identify one of them, what would it be? He teaches us to like, uh, like uh, get our body turned, get our hips turned, and then uh, keep them away, like like with a long arm move, and then keep them away and don't run right into the middle of them. Like always work an edge is what he tells us. So you made a lot of tackles last year, mostly because the double that came David Neal's way, and now that double's coming on you. Sometimes it feels that way, but like it get it gives my teammates opportunities to make their plays, and so I just like some sometimes I just need to do my job and let them make their plays. And it's great for them. What kind of offensive lineman scares Bobby Duncan? The linemen, like from other games I need to worry about, are like the more taller kind of athletic ones that can stick with you. But like if I get a big guy, that he could be 300 pounds, but he could also be super slow. Do you ever watch yeah. games at the next level, maybe college or pro games, and watch what those defensive linemen are doing, or maybe even watch offensive linemen? Do you do a lot of outside study? I watch them in college, and they, they're more they're like more athletic at the next level. So like you have to think of a move, and then like if that first move doesn't work, you have to think of a second move, and then like maybe even a third move to get around them because of the next level. 
I watch college and NFL. Usually it's the third move that you get a sack. You're not, it's not going to work on the first move. I always like facing better competition like Connor Halverson every practice. He makes me work all the time on a second and third move and always gets me better. We always get each other better, and our matchups are pretty dang even. I've interviewed three of them, and all three of them kind of like the same way. Look, we go up against one of the best defensive lines in the state every single day. Mm -hmm. It's true on the flip side as well because you're working against a, a unit against everybody else is putting up over 50 points a game mm -hmm. and over you know 400 yards of offense so you have that measuring stick monday tuesday and wednesday yeah. and i think it's unique i think it's also unique that you have personality on the offensive line and the defensive line those are some of the guys that really can get after it in the trash talking <laughs> arena oh, yeah. connor's that guy that's going to be the disciplinarian i know that jack griffin is the the jokester <laughs> how much does that internal competition fuel performance because i know that there's a text thread out there with mm -hmm. defensive linemen that mm -hmm. can get pretty comical at times are you guys pretty hard on each other yeah we have a trench god group chat and it gets we send memes sometimes in there and it just gets funny there's like there'll be like four days where it's just completely dead no one says anything then someone will send a meme and then it just goes off just tons of words and sometimes i don't even check my phone it's like a chat from eight more people i'm like oh my goodness what's going on in there and I mean, that's that means something's happening in there or something funny happened. Or, and then I have to read all through it, especially it's very long. And it takes me it takes me a long time to see what's going on. I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> it seems, yes, sir. I always find it interesting that guys that have played on the defensive line from last year, it's really when in their freshman year in college where they yeah. start to miss football. Mm -hmm. And I find that they're still in the arena a little bit. That motivation from not only the guys that are on the line now, but the guys that have played. And that's why I talk about legacy in such a way, Bobby, because you are one. You're one of a lot of guys on the team that had parents that went to school here, parents that might have played football here. It's unique, the experience that, that I think some of the fans are getting right now, that you were able to go to the same high school and mm -hmm. play in the same program that your dad is. What's that relationship been like as you've been putting on that helmet and that uniform for the last four years? It's felt pretty special wearing the same helmet as my dad did back in high school, and um, it creates motivation for me and the team just to go out and dominate, and our, our expectations are to win. His team was, back in the 1985, was like the first team ever to make the semifinals, but they lost on penetrations. They didn't go to overtime. How many times have you heard that story, do you think, in your whole life? My dad tells me he's not still not over it, but like it creates motivation for us to avenge the teams in the past that like almost there to get it, but like they didn't get it. Our goal this year is to obviously go win state, and we just want to avenge those teams and say, hey, we did it, and this is for you guys, not just for us. It's for you guys that played here. I think that's important, too, 50 years of Westlake football, that you guys have that attitude. Mm -hmm. Is that something that was there before you really understood what 50 years was all about, or is this something that you guys have picked up along the way? something we picked up along the way. I mean, it's, it feels special that we're the 50th anniversary, and we're motivated because it is the 50th anniversary, and it'd be nice to be the team, second team ever to win the state championship. I think it's also a real testament to the kind of maturity that you have to have to play Westlake football. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't really understand the time management and the sacrifice of a lot of things that mm -hmm. normal high school students would be able to do. I'll be honest with you, Bobby, it's, it's hard for me to imagine a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid having that kind of perspective, but as a group, you do. How do you apply it to, to how you play? So we wake up at 5.30 in the morning, we're all, we're all tired, but we do it to um, have fun on Friday nights. And then Friday nights, after you have a big win, it's very satisfying and you're very excited. And then you can go watch film the next day as a team, knowing that you won the game and did very well as a team. Those 5.30, like where you 
sacrifice your sleep and it's worth it. We have a quick turnaround now. At the beginning of the season, we had Monday morning practices, but since it got colder outside, it's like we have Monday night practice and Tuesday morning <laughs> practice, and it's just a quick turnaround like in nine hours, and you're like exhausted that day, just all day. Does it give you that mental edge, though, to know that you've done so much before everybody else has really gotten up out of bed? I have that confidence, and so does everyone else. Every day, I'm just like, oh, man, I got up at 5.30, and everyone's like, you got up at 5.30? It's like, I couldn't do that, and it just gives every, all of us that confidence when we get that, when we get that, those compliments from other students around Westlake, and it's, you're up maybe three hours before then. They're like, I'm tired. I'm like, what time do you get up? <laughs> I always ask them that question. They're like, 8.30. I'm like, I got up at 4. And I think, I think a lot can be achieved from that kind of confidence of just getting up and getting your work done and then attacking the rest of your day. We always forget sometimes that you guys are actually fans of football. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you sacrifice a whole bunch of time. You wake up really early in the morning. You have quick turnaround practices. Mm-hmm. and You get to have fun on Friday, and you get to go out with your, your brothers and try to win. But you're also fans of football. And mm-hmm. as I look at the star on your sweatshirt, I'm going, man, I bet Dallas Cowboy football watching is really fun in the Duncombe house. It's your favorite team. Who's your favorite player? My favorite player personally on the Cowboys is probably Demarcus Lawrence because I I watch him every Sunday to see what I can do to get better. And I try to just copy him to see what I can do like through the next game. And it's pretty dang fun to watch him, especially when he gets like a sack turnover. Like I get fired up. I get sometimes I get a little overfired. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I need to watch myself. Here. Yeah, I was like, oops, I don't need to do that if well, I'm watching with other people. Well, that's the thing, man, is that you you are a fan of not only your team mm-hmm. but the guy that plays well on the defensive line. And and it's got to be satisfying because you know I I do it with baseball. You know, watching the World Series. I'm going, I know exactly what he's doing. And even though he's a pro and I never got there, player to player, I actually understand it. Do you find those moments happen when you're watching? Do you get some connection from it? Oh, yes, sir, definitely. Like, like if they do, like, a great move to get a sack, you're like, hey, he's... Or, like, maybe if they don't get the sack, maybe if they're about to get the sack or they just pressure, they push an alignment back into him. It's like he was trying to press the alignment back into the pocket for the quarterback to start scrambling. Sometimes it's not always a sack. It's one little thing can cause, like, the quarterback to not throw it to his open receiver that he didn't see. I think one of the things that we always get out of the Shop of the Week interview, obviously talking to Bobby Duncombe and finding out how you get ready to play a game. What's your pregame routine? My pregame routine, I mean, I don't I don't even listen to music really, unless we're like on a long bus ride, that's about it. But like I don't really listen to music. I just kinda walk around, just stretch and like sometimes we have an option to go like to the weight room when it's dark. I don't want to go in there because like I get tired and sleepy. I usually just sit and just think about what I'm gonna do before the game and I don't wanna like listen to like hardcore music because it just gets me like I've done that before and it got me tired before one game I remember like I wasted all my energy before the game and you know, I'm just like tired during the game I try to save that energy for the game like maybe like before a big game I like to actually talk to people more and just I can't just sit there alone and not talk to anyone I have to like talk to people to keep my energy up because if I sit there and think about too much I don't want to like overthink it you can't have any negative thoughts enter your mind but like I feel like if I talk to my teammates and have a good time with them before the game I keep that positive energy going and then we all we all play well I think most seniors are aware that this is the last time they're going to do this. This is the last time mm-hmm. that you're going to do this. Having that in your house with your dad, you know that you know there, there are things that linger from his playing career, and those are great because we all have those last moments. How are you dealing with that? Is it? I know you're aware of it, but you deal with it on a day-to-day basis and be comfortable with it mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy it. There's sometimes where I think about this is our my last year, our last year playing high school football for us seniors, but. I just enjoy the moment as it's going. Like, I don't want to think, I don't think about the end. What I think about is I'm enjoying the moment right now, fighting with my brothers, doing all we can, and we're being very successful this year, and we want to 
go to the ship AT&T Stadium to go win a state championship. And it would be, it'd be awesome to go that far and we can last th- that long and keep this family together as long as we can. Also be pretty cool to go touch that star. Yes, sir. To go hold up the trophy right in the middle of that star. He's Bobby Duncan, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Sir, thank you.